0: It's time for a Community Spotlight. These episodes feature a special woman from our community who are doing incredible things by sharing their story. So the inside story really is about how these women have dug into their own story to find healing, a sense of purpose, motivation, and direction. By now, you've heard me talk a lot about the Light Beamers community and some of the amazing women who are in there working on their story, utilizing our story prompts and resources, and stepping out more boldly to share their story with others. It brings me a whole lot of joy to share my platform with the women I serve and the women that I'm really in the trenches with, helping them dig out their story, refine their story, build their story and then ultimately use their story in a really positive and powerful way. So I cannot think of a better way to use this podcast than to take some time every now and then to feature these amazing women. And I know that their story will hit you right where it counts. So today, our spotlight episode is on Terry and Hyman. Terry has worked diligently to tap into her vulnerability by sharing more of her personal story and journey as part of her spiritual teaching, and healing modalities. As they say, you know, the teacher actually teaches what they once had to learn as the student. But what's so great about Terry is that she continues to be on the learning journey. That's what I personally love about her is how she continues to push herself to explore new depths of her story as part of her own healing journey. After all, this work really doesn't ever end. There's just no exit strategy. So I know you'll love this conversation about what it means to empower your spirit with Terry and Hyman. Hi, I'm April Adams-Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers, when we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 Light Beamers and Inside Story podcast listeners. Welcome to the show. I have a question I want to ask you at the very top of the show before I introduce and dive in with my guest, but um, we're going to be talking a lot today about your empowered spirit. And I just want you to think for a second, what does an empowered spirit look like to you? Or what does it mean to you? So that's a question I want you to hold in your head as we bring my guest Terry and Hyman into the broadcast with us and say hello to Terry Ann, one of our favorite people from the Light Beamers community, a dear friend and client of mine. I have just so enjoyed getting to know you over the last, what has it been, Terry, a year, year and a half at least Maybe.
1: I don't even know. Yeah, but... year. Good, year. good year. Good year. Thank it's a you. really thank good year. For... That's
0: right. Really good year. Yeah. Um,
1: I think it was, you know, the end of December. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you for being my teacher and for letting me go through what I needed to go through to learn what you have to teach so many people, their voice, their story. So thank you. I'm really excited to have you because as a result of getting to work with
0: you and help you with your story, of course, I've gotten to learn your story and see how um how that story has been so integral into truly the work that you do as a spiritual teacher and healer um through this work around the empowered spirit which we're going to talk a lot about that today and how just how connected it is and you are someone that I felt as we as we dove in working together that you really saw the benefits of storytelling at a different level than maybe you had seen before and you've really implemented a lot and a lot has changed for you um, and we met during a time clearly when it was a really difficult year for a lot of people right like we met in the middle of the pandemic your life and business had really just shifted so much as as many people had you know like during that time when a lot of things had changed in people's lives and in their businesses and so what it was, it was a challenging time in which you were going through that we got to do this work together. So I want to start with um, a little, I'm going to start more in the present, and then we're going to go back a little bit. So I want you to just give everyone kind of an overview of, of the work that you do, because I think this is going to be really important context as to, you know, where you are today and the work that you do, then how we're going to get to hold that In the space when we start to peel back and go back to what, you know, what it looked like before you found these tools and you really did this work um, around spiritual teaching and healing. So can you talk more about your present day work and the purpose that you are here to to uh, share with other people?
1: Yeah, thank you. So I, I am what I call myself or people call me a spiritual mentor and intuitive coach. So I help you. Really kind of get in there and ask those bigger questions, look for the deeper meanings of your life and look and understand more of how you can use that force within you. Now, you may call it God, spirit, universe, wherever and however you choose to see that, but tapping into that energy that aligns with that within you. And that's really what my purpose is, is to help people know we have this soul energy, this consciousness that is with us, that is outside of us, that is around us, and that we come into this lifetime to learn lessons. And sometimes we can get lost, sometimes we can have imprints, we can go down. And you know, that's a lot of where mental health comes in, right? And like how we've even seen so much mental health and people like are not listening to themselves, you're not listening to their spirit. They're surfacing on the outside, they're caught up in all that fast stuff. And you know what, I was too. I thought I had the perfect life. I was living in New York. I thought I had the perfect life. I had two small children. I had a husband making tons of money. We were living a fast, fast life, pearl, swimming pool, beautiful. I just got contracts with Eileen Fisher stores, their Flagst- uh, Flagstaff stores in New York City for their holiday with my jewelry line. It's like, I thought I did and I was really too busy to pay attention to the signs. And that's what we see with people today too. It's like, we're so busy caught now in the media and what's going on. And we're not really asking those bigger questions, but we're also not happy. And
0: so you segued it perfectly by kind of giving a preview of what that story was for you. So where you are now being able to guide and teach and coach others on how to tap into their inner wisdom, their intuition, connect back to their source um, and really gain that guidance from the source and intuitive spirit that is really around all of us and inside all of us, um, to where, like you said, you were living that fast-paced life. Talk to me a little bit more about the story of before. You know, your before. I
1: did. I God, I had it made. I really did. Like I had so much going on and beautiful surroundings and my joy. It was like so much going on, but yet there were some other situations underneath the surface that I just kept burying, not paying attention to the signs, not paying attention to what was going on. It's like too busy, too busy doing it and doing it. Yet there was still something like I knew, but wasn't paying attention until one morning when the husband walks into the kitchen, he says, honey, I'm in love with another woman. And it's like, bam, everything just like went, what? this okay. And like I finally stopped and the world was like spinning around, but I finally stopped. And I said, this is real. Like I have to focus on this. I had let it get so far that I hadn't paid attention to it. Yeah. And I remember like, who am I? Who is this person? I remember thinking that.
0: And when you said that there were signs, like there were signs along the way that were screaming at you, waving you down and you were too busy to notice them. What did those signs look like for you? What do they look like? Looking back, I'm sure you see them.
1: Yeah, there were arguments with my husband. There were like picked fights, coming home late. There was a woman in his office that I kept like, she'd be at the house and she'd be borrowing my stuff. And there was just like this feeling inside of me. uh-uh. And there was some business stuff going on. There was like these little things. And I kept thinking, no, he loves me. He said he'd never do this to me, you know? And so I just had, and honestly, I did have a deep soul Love for this man, I really did, and it was really hard for me to do that. But in that moment of realization, I knew I had to wake up and start like asking those questions: Who am I? Who had I been listening to? I had not been listening to me, and it was costing me everything. It really was, and that sent me on the big search. And I—that's what well, so was going to ask you: What happened after the, after the marriage fell apart? It sent me asking the questions. I remember started reading books. I remember the road less traveled. And I started with the therapy, regular talk therapy, getting the stuff out. But it was like in circles. We weren't getting anywhere. Couples therapy, children's therapy, my own therapy. It was like just like rehashing. I wasn't getting anywhere. And about six, eight months in, it was right at my 40th birthday. And a friend of mine said, hey, Tara, I met these twins, like a new age shop. One's an astrologer and one's a spiritual counselor. She's like, let's go. It's your birthday. She went to the astrologer, I went to the spiritual counselor. I didn't even know what that meant, but I knew I needed help. I knew and I felt like I had been guided to find her. I had been starting to meditate, I'll be honest. When a lot of this had broken down and even with that Eileen Fisher story, there were some shamans that came through our town and they saw my work and evidently it's an ancient beating technique and they blessed my hands, which is like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. But like when shamans say, can we bless your hands? It's like, okay, yes, right? And I did start meditating. So I do feel I was led to find this teacher, spiritual teacher, and I went and I met with her and she did some breathing and we talked about life and she did some hands-on energy. I didn't really know what it was. And then I left and I got back in my car. And in the silence of my car, I heard you're going to be okay. And I really like, who's that, you know, like, well, what was that? Where did that come from? But it was actually my spirit talking to me. I'm like, whatever that was, I am following that voice. Literally how I felt innocent to the work. We lived a very fast life, very materialistic life, very innocent to all of this. And so it's like, okay, whatever that was. And I promised myself I was going to follow that. And I also promised I was going to make sure that my children didn't just survive, that they thrive, that they were able to move on to. And that was two big promises that I made. And so I started working with Catherine, Catherine Barley. Oh my God. It was amazing. I started working with her regular basis. And then I found out you can learn the work. You can learn how to do Reiki for yourself. And that just opened up a whole nother realm of possibility. And I started using it with myself because Reiki is a modality. It's a universal life force energy. It's a natural system of healing. Everybody can learn. You don't have to be special. You don't have to be gifted. You just have to go through a class that teaches it but it's a great modality for yourself. And I started using it with my children. And I started noticing them calming down, them easing into transition times better, them being able to, and a loving energy. And I like, okay, there is something going on here. And it really started to heal with myself and my children. So I continued to study is really what I did. And then of course I had to go back to work and I got a great job, took a couple jobs, but I got a great job eventually, jewelry, photography, everything that I loved, it just like started opening up so many more possibilities as I continued following the work. I was learning to meditate, amazing. I think right now in the world we live in, the ability just to sit still, and I hear all the time, I can't meditate, right? But we all can. But that's what all of that led me to really being able to be empowered in my spirit, take charge of my life, make decisions for myself, help my children to heal, and to go through the dark times to go through the dark times, like bring it up to present tense. Like I've been through some dark times, like you mentioned. When COVID hit, I had to close my studio. A lot of it was hands-on is also with the yoga studio. Everybody's closing down. Now, granted, I managed to sustain that first year because I came online, but now it's like visibility. Nobody knows where I am, everybody thinks I closed. You know, and it's getting back out in the world and now here COVID comes again and all these waves. So really even going through, even now, like, okay, let's see where my work is going to take me now. Like, what's my next purpose here? You know, I actually came back to my hometown to help my parents and both of my parents have now passed. And it's like, okay, I feel like some of that worked, <laughs> you know? And so it's like having that spirit, that ability to tune into your own, what is my truth? What am I wanting to do with my life that creates the happiness, the joy, the peace, and at various stages of life, right? We all go through those various stages.
0: Yeah. And I think you bring up a really good point because, you know, you went through this kind of awakening period in your life when the husband leaves and everything about your life had to change. And you really looked in the mirror and asked that question, who am I? And then ended up going on this journey. Um, you, You called it, you know, very new age, right? Like probably it sounds like to me it was something, these are things you had never done before. This was an arena of study you had never participated in, you had just started meditating, but you know, going to get your cards read or hearing, you know, talking to a spiritual counselor, you didn't even know what that meant. That was all very, very, very new to you. And once you learned the tools and you started to implement and you started taking more classes and continuing to work with some of the teachers, you then had those tools in your tool belt. But like you said, Life doesn't stop just because we have one big awakening or we have this dark night of the soul experience. We're probably going to have a few more down the road because that's life, right? Like a pandemic or loss of parents. You went through both of those since going through this experience after losing your marriage. How did the two compare like before having your spirit be empowered, right? Like before really understanding how to listen to yourself. What did what did that look like versus, yeah, going through the pandemic? And yes, it was still hard, and yes, there's still dark days, but you had tools at your disposal, and you had education and awareness around what to do in those moments. Same with the loss of your parents. Can you talk about the dichotomy of those different experiences?
1: That is a great question. That is a really good question, and it does require you to review and look at that. I love that question. So- when I was first going through that spiritual awakening, it was an awakening. Now, luckily, I guess too, I was living in New York and there's more awareness going on about spirituality at the time and there were more teachers around. So I didn't think like I was crazy, like making some of this up. Cause lots of times I'll get students to come in that think the awakening is they're making it up, right? Especially some of the younger kids. But at least that I was able to, like, I became like a sponge, like reading everything, working everything, doing, and a lot of spirituality and the work that I do, it is experience. Like you have to sit and do it. You can't just read about it. And that's the beautiful thing. Cause as I'm learning, I'm actually working on myself and I'm healing those parts. So there it was more, I guess, like how I temper the fear of going through a divorce and being on my own. And so the tools came in to help me with that learning to run Reiki, learning to meditate, learning skills. And some of these, I would do on the train going to New York City, like run my energy before and I'd go to my job and get back on, run my energy home, right? And so I was getting a lot of experience and understanding of the energy and I kept going. Now also too, I will add that I was in New York during 9-11. And so that actually prompted me to then become an interfaith minister of spiritual counseling, like my teacher. She was looking for people that need because we needed help, people needed help. And lots of times it was clergy they were looking for, but not of a denomination. So she created this ministry based in the spirituality and based on like all is one so that we could go help and serve. So I actually did take vows through the ministry to help and serve mankind. So I, I am a spiritual counselor, interfaith minister of spiritual counseling. So that was part of my learning and growing and all of that. Now, today in these last two years and especially this last year, recognizing that, yes, I have been grieving for my parents, recognizing COVID hit, everything has changed, recognizing the world does need this work, but I felt a little lost too. I'm also going into the retirement age, right? I'm 64. I'm starting to think about what is that next phase because I did come here. So the tools have come in very helpful for me to know that I can have another dark night of the soul, whatever that means for anybody. But for me, it's like, crying what's going on where's my direction i feel lost and honoring all those feelings instead of stuffing them down like i did in the marriage stuffed it down didn't deal with it but this time it's like, okay, I'm going to process. I'm not going to bypass it. I'm going to process now. There's a difference in wallowing. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's not wallow in the motions, right? We don't have to hold on to it. No emotion is final. But I do have a big emotional body and I do take in energy from others, especially the world. So even though I know this and I have tools, I still have to do what everybody else, you know, it's like you have to process. So I think by having the tools and having that foundation, it's helped me to then go deeper. I've had to change a few of my spiritual teachers for more guidance. Right? Actually, I lost Catherine. She she passed a while ago um, within the ten years I left New York. But find new teachers, do deeper ceremonies because I'm at a different level, and that's how I like to meet with anybody that I help. We're all at different levels. We all evolve differently, and I do help people get that foundation of a spiritual practice. I really do, especially if you don't have one. How do you build the tools? There is method to my madness. I tell my students, just trust me, there's method to what I'm teaching because then they'll leave with a complete toolbox intuition, how to use their sense, whatever that is for them, how to ask the deeper questions. We use the tarot for that. Really ask the questions and use those images to bring up the creative part of the brain to work with. Tapping, which is amazing, emotional freedom technique wrote a book about it. Actually, when I was kind of like going, what's going on here in Alabama? What am I doing? Nobody. And like almost giving up on my business actually ended up writing a book about how I use tapping the emotional freedom technique to really live my purpose. So that came out of one of the, you know, also to that kind of energy. Well, and you
0: did make this big move, you know, you, you left New York city and you, you moved to Alabama. So like that, just everybody take that in for a minute? You know, you go from New York city to Alabama I mean that that's a huge change and and you are showing up in Alabama as a spiritual teacher, right? Like a spiritual counselor. You have these gifts now, these these uh these tools in your tool belt, and you're teaching it, and that's uh, different in New York City than it is in Alabama. And uh, so you you touched on it like it was not it wasn't the scene, it's like we're not New York City anymore. The old pace picani uh commercial always comes to mind. Um, What was that like for you then moving to Alabama, showing up as this person who has this massive awareness, has had this awakening, has all the spiritual teaching and is on her own journey and now wants to teach it to other people? What was that like knocking in on the doors in Alabama and making that um, a place where you could take up residence and lead your business there?
1: Yeah. Now I can kind of look back on me and kind of (laughs) laugh because I came, I come in with this innocence thinking of course coming from New York, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Not so. And I had some rude awakenings, you know, devil's work. What are you doing? You know, in places like, Oh my gosh, like really, you know? And, And I did have to pull back a little bit. And I also had to then figure out, okay, then how can I present myself that people will take me seriously? And in many ways, I kind of tempered down a little bit as to who I was. I didn't tell anybody I read tarot cards. That was not mentioned. I did pretty much lead with Reiki and spiritual counselor. Like, those were things that, okay, Reiki, even 10 years ago down here, was whispered. People are like, why are you whispering? Like, why? Like, you can't talk about it out loud. Like, well, why not, you know? And so I did start to open that up a lot here and just start to bring the teachings and the sound bowls and the crystals, you know, and and recently just going through an experience of realizing, well, you know what? I have to show up fully. And that's kind of when I started talking about the tarot. I produced my tarot deck, which I love because I use it as a way to really train intuition, even deeper and get into those deeper questions that you have inside of you. I think it's all within you. So, kind of to answer that question is like, yeah, I had to be careful who I spoke to. But I will say it didn't stop me from talking about the many benefits of Reiki and how important a spiritual practice was. So it didn't really stop me from that, but I did have to kind of meet people where they were, which I think I still do. I think that's important that we recognize where people are. Right. But I also, you know, was getting into some of the leadership groups. They have a great group down here called Momentum, you know, getting in with them. And so finding where, it, what languaging, right. What languaging I can use was really important too, to be able to approach that. And now in Birmingham, I'm also online, but now in Birmingham, there's much, more, many more people doing this work. We've just created a Reiki association. We're trying to bring that out to the community and really spread the benefits. And again, it's you know opening the voice and telling your story and how it benefits, and you know adapting that story. One of the beautiful things I learned from you this past year was like how you can like take an image or a picture and adapt it to your story and the work that you do. And so that gives me more reason to like open up and how we can approach many different people with just variations of how this helps and talking about all the many benefits. And even in our group, you know, like talking to people about, okay, well, what was your story that brought you into Reiki? What was your story that brought you into Reiki? And I think that helps people to understand where they are even better. Well,
0: gosh, just the power of um, opening up the option opportunity really for people to share their story. Um, <clears throat> it creates massive community and, you know, can build those connections with people so much faster. And so, you know, the fact that you've embraced storytelling the way that you have. I know, especially now, since, as you said, things are opening back up a little bit, you're getting back into your community, you've had to operate largely o- online during and through the pandemic, which has been great because you've expanded your business in that arena. But, you know, you are, and I know because we talked about this recently. Your big word for the year is is connection. And you you really committed in 2022 to get back into your community and be connected to people uh, because that's who you are, right? That's how you thrive. And so bringing that back in, having that world open back up to you, you know, using story to be able to build those connections is going to be so important. And that's one of the things that I've seen you evolve through, Um, In the past year, since I've known you working in storytelling, is, is how much quicker you are and more aware you are about how to bring your story to the forefront to be able to open up those pathways and doorways of communication with other people. So I love that you're even doing that inside the Reiki Association and building that and, you know, opening up those lines of communication, creating trust and community with the people that are coming in. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. What else would you say? That's just my perspective. But what else would you say about how you're using storytelling to weave into the work to reach more people, both online and in your in your area in um, Alabama?
1: Yeah. um, You know, one of the things you reminded me of with storytelling, too, is that the tarot is a story. It's an oracle. It's a story. And so the more that you weave the cards together, the story. And now I do this every been doing this for a while on Sunday nights, but it's really fun to like look at it from that story perspective, the week ahead or your own story, but weaving the story of the tarot in, which is really fun because then it gives you a bigger picture. It gives you some of that projection of energy for yourself, where you've been, where you're going, that kind of thing. So I do use it that way. And even, you know, I do a lot of earth ceremonies and sitting on the earth and sitting around the fire and even really just opening it up that way. To like stories around the campfire, like who are you? You know, and there's so many things we did as kids that we've forgotten about, right? And how we used to love to listen and hear other things, especially even like listen to our parents and listen around, you know? And so bringing some of that back too, I think is really important. And I will say the biggest thing for me and I've noticed a big effect with my, um, events and stuff is instead of, I have like kind of teaching, like in college, I learned to teach fine arts. I learned to teach dance. I learned to teach, you know, many things. So instead of just jumping into one of the events and teach, all right, here we go, ABC, let me start with that story. Like, let me start with talking about being too busy because I think then people relate and then they tune in and they listen a little better. And I think that you've helped me to see that in many ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in your on your show that you do on Sunday nights, uh, You run largely on Instagram, and I guess you still do it on Facebook, too. But anyway, I I usually see it on Instagram. You do this live um, reading every every Sunday night, and then you kind of talk about the energy of the week and everything. And before, you know, that was one of the things. I'm like, add some stories in there. And so it is really fun to see you implement that. And, you know, we learn more about you and the process, and so people feel connected to that. And um, so I, I love that you're doing that. You're leading with a story and then getting into the teaching. Um, and that's just a good takeaway for the audience. You know, just thinking about how we can lead with stories to allow us to then open that pathway to, to the conversations, to the teaching, to the whatever, the message that we actually want to share. So that's a good example of that. Okay, let's talk about the empowered spirit. So at the top of the show, I asked the audience to think about their own meaning of what does that mean to be an empowered spirit. Would you? I'm going to give you an opportunity to teach for a minute. What what is an empowered spirit? How do you describe it? How do you help people with that? Like what is the essence of what you teach um, others through the tools that you use? Uh, the modalities that you use, what does it mean to have an empowered spirit?
1: So I see it as learning how to find that truth within you, like really tuning into that that God spot, that part of your heart that you've come into this lifetime to work with. We all choose to come in. We're lucky that we come in. We come in at the right time and we have this purpose so tuning in, because all too often, all the distractions, all the family, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this. And then you're in a situation where you're not really living from that place of truth of what you want, but too afraid or don't know how. And that creates so much more of that mental illness you we were talking about at the top of the show. It's like it creates that disharmony within yourself and it creates the physical disharmony, too, if you keep shoving it down and not dealing with it. Right. So. I like to help people tune into that part of who they are. Many times, we first have to clear away what we've come into, know the way we choose to act, our our preferences, our diets, our health. So first, we kind of move through that, and in the process of that learning, like how do I process energy? How do I really get in there? In Notice the signs for me. Know what my intuition is for me. How do I not know what somebody else is or my ego? So we first learn that and we learn like where your empathic energies as well. And then we start to fine tune that to build that foundation so that you can begin to trust what those truths are. Then you can live that empowered spirit and you go through whatever you go through, the ups and downs, kind of like what I've talked about, but you have that foundation to know That even if it is a hardship, underneath is a lesson. Underneath is a growth opportunity. And so you stay the course and you don't really give up. And there are plenty of reasons right now that people just like go, what? you know? Okay, I have the tools. I can figure out how to shift. And you know, I've cried. I've been there, especially this last year. But I do know within me is that same part of me that has stood by me and helped me land on my feet and will continue to but I have to show up for me. And so the way I teach you to show up is using these tools, running your energy, knowing what that subtle body is, knowing what those emotions are at, what's the root of them. And sometimes it's not easy facing what comes forward, but because we have the tools, it can be so much easier. Tap it out, you know, that releases all that cortisol, run your energy, you feel calm, you feel like you're in heaven. Sit with some crystals, that's empowering. Sit with the color lights. I mean, light therapy is a whole nother word. Sound bowl therapy. There's so many ways to work now with it that can be very relaxing. And so you may have to find a teacher first or you may have to go to a studio that does this or a Reiki association like we're talking about. But eventually you own it. It's your practice. And that to me is the most empowering thing I can do for others that they can then do and take it and go on and do it for themselves. And maybe many people I work with are inspired to then this is a part of their work, whether it's another kind of massage therapy or yoga study, and they start to add it in, and then they go on and empower people. And that, to me, is just like my vow to humanity. Yeah, and uh, and the word empowered is
0: is the perfect word because you know when we when we empower people, not only to do this work for themselves and teach them how to do it, guide them through the process, help them through, by way of doing that. We naturally and automatically um, empower them to become empowered, right? To become empowered, to then pass it on, to be bold, to be brave, to be courageous, to be confident, to then go out in the world and show up differently because of the work that they've done. And that naturally will bleed over into other things that then it's a trickle down domino effect. It's the shining the light, right? It truly is. So that word, the empowered spirit is just the perfect word for it because that is really what empowerment means, you know. That's it's not a it's not a single layered experience at all. When we empower people, it it's legacy building. You know. And and like you said, you had the teacher that taught you, you became the teacher. You continue to seek other teachers and use teachers, but then you're also teaching people to be able to teach it too. So, I mean, it's just beautiful. Not even, not just use it for themselves, but potentially teach it to others.
1: Yeah. I have a student of mine up in New York that works for Northwell and they have an integrative part. So she does the energy work and on, she posted how many people she taught this year. And like my heart just like got, oh my God, the opportunity's there and she's doing it and all of these people. And it's like, see, there's an example where it just starts to spread out and it's very empowering. Yeah.
0: It's so good and what a gift to you to see that to know that you played
1: a role in that, right? It is and that yeah and that she's carrying it on and it's spreading and in a perfect opportunity in up there in New York, yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, you know, we're starting a new year and as we're uh heading really into 2022 now, but I'm curious like what are what is on your horizon? Um what what are you excited about in the new year? What are you What are you looking forward to? I know connection is your word, and obviously you'll be connecting, but is uh, is there anything else that you'd love to share about something that you're looking forward to or dreaming about for 2022?
1: Yeah, I will say that, you know, we're in the winter. And one of the things that this whole COVID thing had actually allowed me, one of the positive parts is really connecting more and more with Mother Earth and being out there. So winter is about bringing dreams and visions in. And spring is when I go to kind of plant those seeds. And right now it's a big time for me to kind of re redirect some of my work so that whole energy of like okay like instead of fighting the struggle it's not working this way it's like oh I get to redirect so right now I'm redirecting I'm bringing a lot of more shamanism into my practice and that's very exciting I'm going to start to look to you know find other places here to work on the earth with the work that I do so to me that's like future oriented too because like I said I'm moving into retirement and I am looking to get on the land so some of that is starting to bubble up so that's really exciting i do have a spiritual retreat coming up that's really exciting so some of that work coming forward with the new connections too like already planning some of that calling people and getting out there so i'm very excited because i feel like i've been saying oh my god i don't see the future i don't see anything it's like a white slave But now i feel like some of those details and some of those lines are starting to come in so to me it's very inspiring to have this ability for all this to start to open up in a whole new direction and feel that coming in and just kind of taking my time in January right now and just being in alignment with Mother Earth. So that's really kind of what I'm very inspired about. I will be doing some Akashic reading teacher, uh, teachings that's coming up. I'll be posting those online. You can find all that, all my new stuff on Instagram. But so more in the Akashic records, which I love, that helps you look at your soul energy, a lot of what we talked about today. I love helping business owners with that too. So I have that out there right now, like where I help you look at your Akashic records of your business. And we look at money. We look at how you receive money, where that money flows energetically. Also like who's your business guides, like who are those guides up there? And we create like a whole team of people for you. And then also do the imprints that keep you stuck in your pattern. So that's kind of a fun thing too. And that's been expanding. So I feel for me to answer that question, it's like, The connection is going to be a guide for me. Just let, let me get back out there. Let me connect with other people and let me see what unfolds and really not, not pushing, but more surrendering with it. So I'm very excited about that.
0: That's beautiful. I love all of that for you. I'm excited to see a lot of that unfold. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I hope you don't mind, but I, I feel like you're up for it. Um, i know you have a tarot deck um remind me again the name of the tarot deck they're beautiful cards
1: um by the way they are the gorgeous. empowered spirit tarot yeah okay so, so you i talk the about empowered... the journey of the empowered spirit yeah yeah so it is the tarot actually represents the hero's journey so if you know maybe the hero's journey from joseph campbell it's the same idea because we started the innocence of the fool and we go all the way around the ups and downs ins and outs coming to the world which is completion yeah
0: so would it be possible if we call in the collective energy of anyone listening to the show at this moment in time? Of course, we're recording this, but when this is out live, we're going to trust that the message that needs to come out does arrive at just the right time. Would you do a little tarot reading for us and the listeners of the Inside Story podcast? Am I putting you too much, too much on the spot? <laughs>
1: No, I just realized that um, I just finished a client and some of the cards were left out where I was reading. So I had to go oh, grab the rest of the card or oh, you wouldn't have okay. had it. All get right. Get the whole so deck. The, yeah. Get the whole deck. Right. Um, and yeah, she had some beautiful cards. So the question for the um, podcast, the light that comes forward from that, what's the question? What's the yeah, let's. let's I, like I like to have questions. you pose like, yeah, a question. Okay.
0: Well, I I would like it to be for the collective, for the listeners of the show. And the listeners of the show are obviously here to be inspired. Um, they, They learn a lot from other people's stories. They're, I hope, interested in learning more about their own story and how they can use that in a powerful, positive, purposeful way. So let's pull that right there. Like, what does it look like for us, the collective listeners of the show, the light beamers out there to go forward into 2022 using our story in a purposeful, positive way? What message do
1: we need to receive to do that? Beautiful question. So just take a breath for a moment and just call in your spirit. We call in all that are listening, affirming my spirit. Just feel that energy for yourself coming in. Notice how that feels. And then just drop into your heart and connect with the greater source, spirit, creator, however you look at that. And just know that you are known, know that you are loved, that you're a part of this collective consciousness, that your energy matters. Feel that energy for you. We call in our masters, our teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings to allow us to see and hear and know and feel all that we need to know, all for the highest good, as we open up to look at this energy, for the voices, for the story, and what it can show us for that moving into this new year. Take another deep inhale and exhale. I'm gonna do what we call a clarity reading, which is four cards. And the first card is the main focus, and the other three are how the energy feeds in. So I love this because it's the daughter of Earth. So this is like taking that energy of your story, having the innocence, that's the vulnerability, to ground that energy and to just like allow your rainbow to shine. It doesn't matter what order you color those colors in, but have the groundedness with Mother Earth and the innocence to feel that vulnerability to know that it will be freeing. And I think as you look at to like what you've helped, God, I'm going to cry, as to what you've helped so many women do is like free their story, open up to the energy. And so the daughter of earth represents that because it's not just staying up in their minds and in the, in the thought patterns or even the emotions, it's on earth. Earth is our grounding, our work. So it's bringing that force of energy forward in a very creative way. Open up the boundaries. You don't have to color in the lines, right? Like open that energy up And as you tell the story, you will see like, like she's dancing. Look at her like, yes, free, right? That kind of energy. And I think you help people become free of some of those binds or stories or shame or blame that they hold until they're open up. I love that the moon card comes in because this is a lot of what I teach intuition, like getting out of the illusions of what you think it should be. And what is it that your inner side, you know, your inside self is telling you. What is that intuitive force that can also help you trusting your own self to share that and know that deeper truth of who you are? And I think right now in humanity and where we are in this next year, like knowing our own truth, because there's so much information out there. So where does that fit in for you as you go to share your truth? What is the story? Are we being authentic in what we're sharing? I think that's part of that. Then we have two father energies coming forward, a father of water and a father of air, which is kind of funny that the father energy, but I think that it will help you to take power, like the father, if you think of a father versus a mother, sometimes that father has that male energy. So I think it's going to help you take the power and water is our emotions. So it's allowing you to have even like some of that King Arthur energy as you share your story, you have compassion, you open up, you see the fairness in others. You're not judging and others aren't going to judge you. You think about King Arthur and the round table. I think about this when the father of water comes up. It's someone who is very compassionate, who has a warm heart, who attracts people. So that energy of attracting with the story is going to be there for the women coming forward to share. And then we have the father of air, because I like that too, because it helps to balance what we tell ourselves about that, right? And so it's like a balance card, but it's also too like having that energy to like bring all of it into balance. And sometimes when we hide stories, you know, stuff the energy, we're not really opening up to that fullness of who we are. And using our spirit, using that inner child too, it's like it helps us open up to that spiritual part of who we are right? It helps in our mental health. It helps us to really kind of trust and get it out of us and open it out into the world. So I think that it's a beautiful reading. It brings in that innocence, that vulnerability. It brings in like knowing the difference in illusion and what your story is, having that compassion and be fair and not judging for your story and knowing others are going to look at you that way too. And then balance, finding that balance and that air, like that mindset that's going to help you really go forward because you've told your story. That
0: is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love that. That's such a good message to carry us forward. I love the uh, podcast listeners aren't going to be able to see the visual, but we're going to pull a clip of this and put it on our Instagram because it was just so beautiful to see all the different colors of the cards, especially that first one of uh, of the daughter. And it was like rainbow colored. And so, Coloring outside the lines and letting all your colors. It's like, you know, let your flag fly, right? Like let your colors show. And I think that's a good way to wrap this up is that that's really what empowering your spirit can mean for a lot of people. It's just like being truly who you are, owning who you are and let those colors show, right? Don't have to fit inside the lines and it can be, blue it can be yellow it can be hot pink it could be brown it could be navy it doesn't matter just let those colors show and don't be afraid to share that story with other people so thank you for that beautiful reading thank you for being a guest on the show today thank you for being in my life and in our world at light beamers and we will of course link up um, all of your channels your Instagram, your website, so that you have your own podcast, so we will link up your podcast as well, it's a phenomenal show, so we will um, link all of the channels up in the show notes, you guys connect with Tyrion. she's a beautiful human being, I've just adored getting to know you, and I do feel like you are a friend, you know, like we've never met in person, but I know the next time I'm coming through Birmingham, I'm going to be having a cup of tea with you for sure, so Everyone, thank you so much for being with us today. I hope these messages landed with you in just the right way that you needed to hear them. And uh, hit Terry Ann up. Let her know you listened to the show and how much you enjoyed her interview. She can be reached on Instagram. And like I said, check the show notes. We will um, link up her channels there. And we will see you back here next week. And we're going to send you off thinking about how you can be stepping into your empowered spirit and step into your story and share that story more in a new year. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the home page to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too, so be sure to join my free community on Facebook, The Light Beamers Community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you.